0: Weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork.
1: Ugh, I've got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> like,
0: what the fuck is this? Wow, you're a real Renaissance man You know that. Goddamn man child.
1: What a fucking
0: dork. Yeah. But he's our dork. Crunchy, 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 crunch. These fucking cookies...
1: You really like those. ...are
0: so good, man. So good.
1: Italian pastries.
0: Italian pastries. These are some of my favorites. The amaretto biscuits or whatever they are. Biscots. Biscots. Mm. I'm a dumbass Irish guy. I don't know how to pronounce that shit.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Italian pastries. Never was. Really? Nah. I mean, I grew up with that shit everywhere. You know, every time you go see your family, they got like a big tray of Italian pastries. I just, I think whoever came up with them was like playing a cruel joke on kids or something.
0: Well, I think Italians are uh, a little bit egotistical. You guys think that like everything Everything you do is the fucking best ever? It's not. I mean, some things, you know, you got food. Pizza. You got food,
1: sauce, pasta. I
0: would say most of your food is most fucking of it. amazing.
1: There's some of it is. Uh, eat, dude, sometimes I walk into like an Italian deli, and I see like those uh those fucking pasta salads and shit like that, and yeah, I would never eat that. I just <laughs> eat that heavy smell of like vinegar. Mm-hmm. Like uh. Uh-uh.
0: They think you guys live in that shit, vinegar yeah. and garlic. Yeah,
1: nah. Some of that Olive stuff oil. is just not worth eating. I don't <sighs> think so. It's been sitting out all day, fermenting. It's yeah, not good.
0: You don't think it's okay to just let it air out a little bit, like I just like, think like a fine
1: wine? Sometimes it's like the first thing you smell when you walk into this place, and you're like, I would never eat that. Yeah, never eat that. Like fucking all those olives, and, olives, yeah. and like salami, and yeah, and vinegar. Kind I mean, of hungry now. Nah. So not listen, me, man
0: so you and i talked and for the listeners out there i want to say dude if you want to see our faces fuck you man yeah man (laughs) i'm not doing this video shit it's a lot of work i tried for a solid like three weeks and and i have one episode i have chuck's episode which chuck thanks for coming on the show Yeah, it was a good episode i think it was great i got a
1: lot of compliments on that Really? Yeah. I got compliments. You got No, compliments. no more. No. They were like that guy that you No, a lot of people p- said yeah, like that was a good episode. There was a great story and, you know, he doing some pretty cool shit over there with that with that rink. I like I like that story. I like the idea of something like that where you take something Yeah. from nothing and you kind of like turn it into like, you know, it's so communal, but it's, you know, it's like a personal Yeah. You know,
0: I, th- I liked it. It's very selfless, what he yeah. did. Yeah, well, know? part
1: of it is, like, you know, he's passionate about it. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that episode myself.
0: I think it's uh, interesting because you just, uh, you know, like, I have to use the word selfless, even though there was some selfish uh, pursuit in it, but there was still, like, this greater good of, like, <coughs> I'm going to enjoy this, but I know other people will, too. I think
1: it started off, like, let's enjoy it for me and my friends to enjoy it. Yeah. And then it turned into
0: the whole the whole neighborhood wants to use it. Now. Yeah, the whole yeah.
1: the whole county, you know, whatever. And uh you know, it's going to turn into bigger things, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh <laughs> anyway, to discuss, you and I agreed we're just going to we're going to bag the fucking video content for a while because yeah. it's honestly my my personal life is too busy. I don't have time to sit here and edit, edit. and yeah, set up cameras and I'm
1: not mad at you. It's too And much, I kind of like this setup better. I like looking at you face-to-face and having the conversation. and yeah.
0: If these guys want to see what we look like, you know, yeah. they're invited to come down here and talk to us. Yeah. Yeah, come be a guest. Believe you me, you're not us. missing out on anything. I mean, I don't know about John. John's a beautiful motherfucker. But yeah. me, I have a face for radio, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what else is, uh, how's, how's Christmas season going for you? How You got all your shopping done? No,
1: not at all. No. Not at all, dude.
0: Dude, I'm, you want to shop? You got any small kids in your life? You want to go shopping right there behind you? Yeah, nah, take, just take something. You could just leave with. It. I don't <laughs> fucking care. Take anything you want. Look at that stupid ass trampoline in the corner. You there. do
1: like, got a lot of uh, a lot of toys back dude, there.
0: That's because when we had kids, when like we, they were like a year old or whatever. Right. My fucking wife was like, "Dude, we'll buy them anything. We'll yeah. buy him a fucking small pony." You Kind of do that basement.
1: when you when you got like the when you're your first kid or your first yeah. or second kid, you're all excited. Your kids aren't that far apart either. Yeah, so. dude.
0: Christopher, for Christmas, is getting a stick and a rock. Yeah. And he'll be fucking thrilled it. He'll be fine because he doesn't care. Right. Dude, he'll be like, this is my special rock. Yeah. You know?
1: I remember when my son John was like one. People would go all out and it was like, he doesn't even, he's not even going to remember this. Yeah. He doesn't know, you know?
0: That's it. Everybody keeps asking us, you know? Hey, what do <sighs> your kids want or need or whatever? They
1: don't need anything. Genevieve,
0: know? Get Genevieve a coloring book from yeah. fucking CVS. And Christopher, get him a toy plastic water gun or something Or yeah. a fucking, you know, like, whatever He'll lose it in ten minutes It doesn't fucking matter
1: I hate at this age when people ask you what you want I don't fucking you know, know. Like, yeah. I'm almost 45 years old I don't need anything He wants you want to want come nothing.
0: and hang out with him That's what he wants yeah. He wants he wants fucking people to hang right. out with him
1: My you mother asks me She'll, like, what do you want for Christmas?
0: Yeah, like, come lady. play cars with him I don't, I don't want nothing
1: Like, why? why would I want anything?
0: Mom, John just wants yeah. you to come play cars with him <laughs> yeah, come
1: play with me. Yeah.
0: So what else is going on, man? So we, dude, I feel so much. Uh, I was like, I, would ha- I had anxiety about the video thing, but I agree, man. Just you know, now we can look each other in the face it's a while we're talking. More natural conversation, dude. It's so much easier. Yep. You know, I think this is what we do, man. You know, I think yeah. we're destined for radio.
1: I'm cool with it, man. Like, I think
0: the radio people should reach out to us and say, "Hey, <laughs> you fucking morons! Why don't you guys come talk on our fucking yeah?" Uh, they'll never let me. In. They'll let you. You're you're <laughs> way better than me. Dude, you're, I can, dude you are. I not can a, behave myself. A dude, you're bit. not a scumbag. I'm. A, no. I, like. I flourish. Hey, you're not a scumbag. You just dude. you get
1: excited and you, you you know you like to talk and you like to say whatever <laughs> you want to say. You know, I, I understand
0: it. My buddy Eric says I talk way too much, and I'm like, yeah, but that's why I'm. That's why I'm destined well, that's for That's kind of part this. of the
1: point of this is like to talk too much, right?
0: Well, that's, I mean, this is definitely yeah. one of my outlets. You that's try to sure. keep
1: people's interest and, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, but I have this weird, uh, like, I have this weird thing about, like, dude, if you and I are talking, there is always this moment in my head where it's like, okay, this is the moment. Now say something totally fucked up. Yeah. I don't know why I do it. I just, it's like... Dude, I do it with everybody. Right. I was uh I was I was out with my family, like my mom's side of the family, and a lot of people that we know. And my mom said something and was kinda of talking about her backstory, which is pretty rough. And she admitted that they're like bad things. She partaked in bad things in order to feed her addiction when she was younger. So then like after that I like made this thing. I was just like, uh, well, That's my mom, the hooker right there, you know, and like she was laughing. My aunt was laughing. Everybody in the room's laughing and they're all like, but then afterwards I'm thinking like, I just called my mom a fucking hooker. I can't believe I did that. You know, like, (laughs) and I'm like, dude, maybe, maybe that was too much. So I had to like call her and my mom is just as bad as me, dude. No fucking common sense about like when to say things and when not to say things, Uh huh. So I call her up and I'm like, Mom, I'm real sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Like you know, you know me, I'm I'm fucking stupid and I always want to make a joke and,
1: and yeah, she's like Dude, yeah. yeah,
0: and she's right. just like, Mom, I thought it was pretty hilarious and I'm like Yeah. Okay. At least we well, never cool with it. I never know like if yeah. that was too much, you know? Like yeah.
1: <laughs> No, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Life is uh you know, I, I understand where you where you do that though. I mean, I I guess we've done that on the show a few times where it's like, you know, you might say something and, you know, Chris will come out and just say something totally (laughs) off color
0: and just like, oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. You kind of have to like reel it back in a little
0: bit. <laughs> is that what goes through your head when that? When well, that sometimes uh, you're no. Like, Why I mean, I try. This I fucking do sh- idiot. Just do
1: this. I try to wrangle you a little bit, you know, <laughs> because I'm nervous as it is. Like it's not easy to just like commit your voice to stuff and just talk about things all the time. And it's like, okay, I got to keep this on a certain. But I mean, sometimes we go down a rabbit hole, man. Eh. You know, like we have like those like wholesome good episodes, like we did with Chuck, and like, we had like. um... Yeah, you know we've had guests on here and stuff like that, but sometimes it's just me and you.
0: I think some of the. I mean, the that guest one episode
1: when you sent me it and I saw the title of it, I was like,
0: "Oh God, what the fuck do we talk about on this
1: episode?" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but think back to even when we were called every third Sunday. Yeah, I, I liked like, every
1: third Sunday, man. Do we? Had, I had so much fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're still having fun. Yeah,
1: we we are. But I'm saying, like, there was, like, it's been, like, about a year since we started doing this. Yeah. About a year. Yeah. Like, last year around this time, we were talking about seven fishes and shit like that. Really? Yeah, man. It's Ooh, been a year.
0: I'm excited about that. Yeah. Don't get me on food right nah,
1: now. Yeah, man. we don't have to get on food. But, yeah, I, around the holiday time. That's
0: so when I do we think this. Uh, you and I talked off air, and I do think we should step up with having more guests on and, yeah. and interesting people, you know, yeah. because. I do think that that kind of grounds me a little bit. To, I don't know, like even with Chuck's episode, when I listened to it, I realized that like I didn't, you know, take it to the extreme with the comedy or saying like grotesque shit. Right. I think when you and I are sitting here, we're bored and we're just like.
1: Sometimes when you got a guest, it's like a layup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it keeps me on track, you know. So, I would like to do that. I have some people that I would like to ask. I don't know if you have other. Yeah, I'm sure. People in mind, you know. But um, <coughs> there's anybody out there with an interesting story? I you know Shit Castle
1: said he'll you know he'll call in or whatever. We yeah, could, yeah, we could do an episode with him. Shit Castle, I love Shit it, Castle. man. Yeah,
0: I love it. I would love to talk to him. You, it, we he's, briefly he's, interact on Instagram.
1: He's a really smart dude. Oh yeah, and he's funny. Kind yeah, of like not like. Not, like, shocking funny, but, like, funny, you know? Like, he's he's easy. He's an easy guy.
0: The last time I physically saw him was in art class in 98 or 99. You know, like, well, he was a year ahead of us, I think. So, it must have been, like, 98 or 97. I graduated... Well, we graduated in 99. But anyway, so, over 20 years is the last time I seen the guy. Right. And, and I just, um... I would love to see the uh, or hear the arc. Like I know there's some things he doesn't really want to discuss, and I, I totally respect that. You right. Know? But uh, you know, but it, I think it's fascinating. He's to, got a
1: pretty fascinating life. I mean, he went from yeah being like a shithead Tinicum guy yeah. to being like a musician. Well, even to being I, a fucking scientist. You know, like
0: even I. I just think it's amazing because I remember him as like this uh kind of introverted artistic like dude i didn't even know he was a musician i knew him as an art student and he was a really talented artist yeah he could draw really good he did these pen and ink uh with like a little bit of color i remember like his style was like really fascinating to me because he would do like these little kind of morbid scenes which i was totally into because i i did similar but mine was like really (laughs) fucking dark you Mm -hmm. know like people shooting themselves in the head and shit right but um. so like me and him would like do these little drawings, but his his particular pen and ink style was different. It wasn't a lot of cross hatching. I loved cross hatching. Uh, I think my breakfast is ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into what's today's thing.
1: Uh, we're gonna talk about fan theories.
0: Fan theories.
1: Behind movies.
0: Oh man. you're right there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my breakfast sandwich. I'm gonna Thanks. totally uh. Here's
1: my beautiful wife. Hello, Wife. Hi, sweetie. I was looking, I was I'm Thanks for going. the sandwich, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only like kidding. Yeah, so... Um,
0: I'm going to have to edit that one. No, that's cool.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, just, the idea I came up for this one was um, I kind of think like people are going to be spending a lot of time with uh, their family and shit like that. And uh, I've, I've been in this situation where I uh, go to a relative's house and I have to see relatives that I don't see on a regular basis. i got to sit with them for a few hours. We end up flipping through the channels and putting on a movie that we wouldn't normally, you know, watch because everybody has different sensibilities and you're kind of trying to find something safe to watch.
0: Yeah. And, you know,
1: you end up putting a movie on that you've probably seen 40 times. You know, you know everything that's going to happen to it. So I kind of went down this little rabbit hole of finding, like, fan theories that might make certain movies a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I like, found a, like I found a talking somewhat, point. Yeah, like, not even a talking point, but it'll kind of, like, change your viewing of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this one I, I saw was really fascinating. I want to get into it with you a little bit because it's a movie that I really like, but it's a movie that I've seen probably 60 times.
0: Is it Terminator? Or, no, no you're it's not a, Terminator. You're a, RoboCop. You're no, a Robocop. No, no, it's not guy. Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any fancy. Does he shoot people's of dicks off? No. Oh, okay.
1: So like but some of them are even like movies that I don't like. Really? You know? So why
0: don't we why don't we start with the ones you don't like? Because I think we'll breeze through them pretty quick. Yeah.
1: Well this one I thought was kinda like fascinating. I fucking hate the movie though. What is it? It's Grease. I fucking oh, hate yeah, Grease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every woman I've ever been with has liked Grease. Man. They're all into it. They know the fucking songs. They like the characters, all that shit.
0: I like the cars. That, I, I like
1: looking at some of the, the women in it and stuff. Like, the chick with the dark hair is really good looking. Yeah. But it's not enough to make me want to watch the fucking movie. Yeah, you know you're, I'm you're not mean?
0: a John Travolta fan, I fucking huh?
1: can't stand John Travolta. Really? I can't stand his fucking face, dude. <laughs> I really can't. But anyway, the it? theory
0: behind Grease... Okay. ...is that the character Sandy... Yeah? Who's that?
1: I think it's Olivia Newton-John... She's she's like the main character. Okay. Like the main female character. Okay. The theory is is that she's either dead or dying through the entire movie. Yeah. That she drowns at the beach in the first scene. No shit. And the rest of the movie is like her dying fantasy. You know how they say like your brain releases all these chemicals when you die, kind of eases you into death? Yep. So they say that the movie is just an entire like fantasy of hers as she's dying. And her dying moments, and then the final scene of the movie is her and Danny driving off in a car into the sky. Yeah. So, like, just that right there, if you put it in that context, I might sit through it and watch that fucking piece of shit movie. Yeah. but uh, I
0: might actually go back and watch. So, I'm fascinated with so like, like fascinating odd. to me, you know well, what I mean? Well, the concept that they're driving into the sky, like, are they driving into a sunset, or is it literally a car floating into the air?
1: It's like a... No, it's not a... It's like into the fucking sky. Like, the final scene is like the horizon. And then there's like the car and the two of them in it and they're all happy as shit. And they're like driving off into the fucking sky.
0: So when you uh, pitched this idea to me, I immediately... uh, For anybody that doesn't know, because I don't really talk about it that often, is that I actually was a film student for three years and I'm a huge movie buff. Right. So like... That theory in particular uh, reminds me of Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, which is a very avant-garde story, but I loved, I yeah. love weird fucking stories. So do
1: I. And I like like Jacob's Ladder. Like yep, Jacob's Ladder fucking Jacob's freaked ladder me out.
0: Is ju- actually, that movie and Vanilla Sky and what you just described right there are all But I'm saying
1: this is a movie that you would not think that. Yeah. You would not think it at all.
0: But that's, that's the... But uh, it's
1: plausible. Yeah. You know, that's the whole point of it is that it's plausible. It's like, this could be a talking point or a plot point in a movie that actually is existing. Or it's like something that maybe was intentional. Yeah. Well, you know, it clearly
0: you, was intentional. Why? But it have might not scene, be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but when you think about the rules... So this is the way you, you, you tell a story visually with, uh, you know, cinematography. In the first act, the intro... You establish the rules of that world, you know? So the rules of that world are, it's a musical, everybody sings their thoughts, uh, but it's grounded. There's no uh, supernatural things happening, you know? Unless it's a shitty movie and they throw some shit in there in the second or third act, which is, that's when usually people check out and they go, this is fucking dumb, I'm not doing this. Right. You know? If it's an alien movie, it's a fucking alien movie. There are no ghosts in an alien movie. There's just fucking aliens. That's what we're doing here. You know. So you establish the rules. Once you establish the rules, then you go into the conflict, which is your second your second act, you know. Third act is resolution, you -hmm. know. But the end of the resolution, they're floating through the sky, which is kind of breaking the rules of the story. I mean it's kind of a
1: fantastical kind of little like
0: Yeah, but that makes you wonder
1: fucking love story with all these musical yeah, but that's and... why
0: that's why I think it's <clears throat> fun. That theory is fun because like, why did the writer and director and the producers mm-hmm. like decide to make this little last uh fantasy thought as the last scene? You know? Yeah. they're floating into the sky. The Driving of the, off happily yeah, into the, the movie, fucking sky. The yeah. whole movie was grounded. It was right. just people singing and happy and everybody's in love. But the last scene was a A fantasy, you know, doesn't it doesn't follow the rules? So I agree. I think that there is something to be spectacle. Even if there
1: isn't, in your mind, you could watch the movie now.
0: Sure, with that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which
1: is kind of like what I was looking for here. Was like stuff like that, where it's like. This is going to change my viewing of it. Yeah. Another one that I saw. So you're saying
0: you love grease now?
1: Oh no, I don't give two fucks about (laughs) grease. But if I get stuck (laughs) sitting with my aunt who I've had seen for three fucking years. Yeah. And I got to watch a movie, and she's like, "Oh, put grease on."
0: Yeah. Fuck you, aunt. I'd be Mm -hmm. like, "All
1: right, whatever. I can watch it now because I, you know, I'll, I'll put this theory to the test or whatever." Was she the mean aunt? No, no. I'm just not even like. I don't think I have an aunt that I haven't seen in three years. John, just play the
0: fucking role right now, all right, man. Dude, she's the one that used to bring the fucking string Uh, bean casserole that nobody fucking liked.
1: I I did have an aunt who couldn't cook to save her fucking life. (laughs) It was the worst. We would go there. My dad used to tell me in the car, don't take your jacket off. Yeah. You know, we're not staying to
0: eat. All right, kids, sit down. We're going to watch Grease. She's like,
1: oh, come sit down. We ate dinner. No, no, we got to get going.
0: (laughs) We got to get going. It's time for dinner time. We got to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she could not cook. I haven't. I think I told you this a long, long time ago. My one aunt always brings chicken cutlets to everything. They were the worst fucking chicken cutlets. Oh yeah, and that's ever. a serious
0: thing in your house.
1: Yeah, I think I said she was an embarrassment to the chicken cutlet community. <laughs> yeah, you take that back to like one of the, our, our very first episodes.
0: Nice. You all know? right, all right. Fan theory number two. Okay.
1: Uh, here's one I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Because I do like this movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, with John Candy and Steve Martin.
0: I think it's a great movie. It's
1: actually. an awesome movie. There's a theory. You know when they're carrying the big fucking trunk of John Candy's belongings? Vaguely. They say that his fucking wife is in the trunk. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a theory that he's carrying his wife around. Because at the end of the movie, you find out that his wife is dead and he's homeless. Oh. You know, John Candy. So, But there's a scene in the movie where him and Steve Martin are walking down the street carrying this giant fucking yeah. trunk, which is supposed to be John Candy's belongings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just cut out. You what? I just cut out. I don't hear anything. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, fuck. There's something wrong with that mic? I
1: don't know.
0: No, I can hear you on the mic.
1: I can't hear nothing in my headphones.
0: All right, let me pause this.
1: There we go. I'm back.
0: You're back. All right, we're having all kinds of technical difficulties.
1: Yeah, we have to do a little editing. All
0: right, so maybe his cremated wife, or maybe just her no, entire I, I, chopped up You would up think her body. whole fucking
1: body's in there because it's a big fucking trunk
0: in, in trash but bags. But that's the
1: only—that's the only thing they lent on to that is that maybe he's carrying his dead wife around with him. <laughs> But, um, and
0: he's a super nice guy, so yeah, they're always dude. the creepy ones that fucking kill people and <laughs> carry them around with them, you know?
1: Yeah. And then what, what I mean, you're too hear? much of
0: a curmudgeon. I could never see you killing, killing no, somebody. And no, no. You, you would just piss and moan the whole time about, I gotta carry this fucking bitch around.
1: This one's a real reach, but okay. I thought you might like it because you liked the movie. Yeah. But I don't think it's... If this... I think it's more... It Maybe it was part of the inspiration. Okay. But beyond that, I don't think it was anything. I really don't give this any credence. In Saul, the movie Saul, the character John Kramer, who I mm-hmm. guess is the fucking killer. He's he's the... He's uh, Jigsaw, right? Yep, he's okay. the guy. They say that his character is the adult version of Kevin McAllister from Home Alone.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: Because Kevin McAllister is, you know, has uh, all this uh, acumen to fucking creating booby traps and things of that nature. He kind of tortures the shit out of the wet bandits. And... Yeah. Um, there's also a scene with the furnace, where Kevin McAllister's afraid of the furnace in his basement. Yeah. And there's also a scene in Saw, I think, where he kills somebody with the furnace, correct? I don't remember. There's some kind of crazy furnace There
0: here. are literally ten Saw movies. And I've, I've never seen, seen any of them. I've only seen uh, probably the first three. Yeah. After that, I just totally checked out.
1: I don't once. give that one any credence. Yeah. None whatsoever. It
0: was fun, though. It's a fun... It's a fun know.
1: theory, but it, I don't think it means anything.
0: So, on that line... I do love when people watch different shows and they start to, like, see similarities. And and if you have to imagine that if every story ever told is a different universe. Right. But maybe some of them overlap, you mm-hmm. know? So the one... I, I briefly did a little research on fan theories uh, before you got here this morning. And the one thing that I thought was interesting is that um, the modern TV shows The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. There's a fan theory that um, Walter White from Breaking Bad is the prequel to Walking Dead to The Walking Dead. And it's interesting because they mentioned that the drug that Walter White created kind of vaguely shows up in The Walking Dead a couple seasons in. Uh, and then they mention a few other things about like I bought these drugs from this skinny little white guy that you know said I'm gonna kill you bitch, which is what Jesse's uh, famous line was. Uh-huh. You know, so like I really like when they try to merge worlds like right. this. You know, so
1: yeah, I gotta. F- don't know when uh, Walking Dead started. As far as like the comic goes, or anything like that, so I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't, and I never watched Break a Bid. Everybody tells me you need to go watch this. You need to go watch this, and I just never do.
0: Now, on a on a sci fi note, I do know for a fact, um, and I think it's been confirmed by the writer director uh, Ridley Scott is that Blade Runner, which I'm a huge fan. Yeah, of, I love Blade Runner. Yeah, I like the old one, the original, and I like the, the new sequel one.
1: too. The sequel's really good. Uh,
0: I think it's I think it's starting to get more recognition of. Visually it's fucking stunning, mm-hmm. you know. And and the music that he uses is like entrancing. Uh I love it. I really love Blade it. Blade
1: Runner was actually the inspiration for RoboCop. Really? There's a cop car in Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner.
0: Yeah, the Harrison Ford
1: that is very similar to the car that uh that RoboCop drives. No shit. But it's also when the I think the guy who created Robocop had like some job on the set huh. of Blade Runner. If you go back and you watch a Robocop documentary, he explains it. Yeah. And he just envisioned like a cybernetic yeah. police officer standing next to this car and that was the inspiration for Robocop. Huh. Yeah.
0: So they say that uh Blade Runner and Aliens yeah. is the same universe. Yeah. Yep. Mm. That's what they say. And and there's no real uh, People have tried to piece together a timeline of like which one is like when does it occur? When do the aliens, or or if it's off world and it's you know isn't
1: Prometheus like a prequel to Aliens? Yes. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Didn't Prometheus see is a great movie. Is it really? I love it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's it's uh I think it's <clears throat> when when Hollywood dabbled in the idea that maybe humans were like genetically created here. Mm. You know, like so the, the whole premise of Prometheus is these aliens come to now earth and they create a virus or bacteria that eventually creates life on this planet Hmm. you know and it's like which is like dude everybody at this point knows i'm a huge ancient aliens dork right and uh that is one of the theories is that like humans look nothing like like the the missing link is a missing link because there's a huge gap between us and apes Mm -hmm. Like, it's fucking huge, you know? Like, other animals adapt to their environment. We do not. There's no reason for us to not have fucking hair all over our bodies. We live in cold climates, Mm -hmm. you know? So one of the theories is that, like, aliens came down and manipulated DNA from an ape, and maybe we're, like, a crossbreed between apes and aliens, or, or, you know, like, there's a million fucking... I like theories. Yeah. I hate when people, are like, turn it into a fucking religion, or... Yeah. Like, try to make it, like, they try to pretend like it's a fact. Same with, like, religion, you know? Like, dude, it's comical to me when people say the Bible is, it's hard. That's a hard fact. That's the word of God. Dude, the Bible is a book that's been rewritten and reinterpreted yeah. over 50 and over fucking again. thousand yeah. times since Jesus, that's 2,000 fucking years ago. Yeah. Every year, imagine somebody else was like, ah, maybe he meant this, you
1: know? And it's all, like, I mean, in context, it all reads like very tall tales. Well. Yeah, the Old Testament is very unfeasible. I think. And then the uh, stuff with Jesus and all the magic and the yeah, fucking turning yeah. water into wine. I like, and I
0: like Family Guy's little, uh, <coughs> they did like a going back in time thing yeah. when they were like. Um,
1: Walking on water.
0: turns out he was more of just like a short, like a, <laughs> like a sideshow magician. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding his little finger over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and people like kind of took it out They're of like, context. Holy
0: shit! He cut his thumb off. <laughs> all right, all right. We got to stay on topic here. Yeah. We're gonna be here forever. I'm trying to
1: think. Um, all right, here's a. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people already know this theory, but Pulp Fiction: the the briefcase contains Marcellus Wallace's soul. Oh, have you ever heard
0: this theory? I, I heard that. Um, I heard the. Uh, I heard something a little different. Marcellus Wallace is the devil. Mm. the combination on the briefcase was 666 and it the soul was somebody else's soul that they were delivering to Marcellus the, Wallace the, the devil
1: oh. yeah I, yeah I've heard that it it's actually Marcellus Wallace's soul that he sold his soul you know, oh. to, to obtain all the power and wealth that he has or whatever I don't mm. know but, interesting yeah so that brings me to the other theory that I like so much okay all right you like the movie Groundhog Day?
0: Um, y- yes and no. I, I mean, love it's it. it's redundant and yeah. like I can't watch it over. I can't watch it more than once. I've
1: seen it a lot. Really? Yeah. When I was a kid, we had illegal cable, and oh. I used to leave certain movies on, like on a loop.
0: Yeah, but he plays the fifth. He didn't. He didn't. You didn't install the illegal. Cable I did,
1: It wasn't me. You know. Just in case. And we- look, they said amnesty. Return your equipment, and there won't be any consequences. We no. Did. So, uh, anyway, so Groundhog Day, I started watching this movie when I was, like, 13 or whatever, and I've seen it quite a bit, and I really like it. I love Bill Murray, I love Harold Ramis, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Stripes. Yeah. It's, like, the first movie I saw that had, like, tits in it. Wow. And stuff like that. So, like, um, so, Groundhog Day, for people that don't know, is, uh, Bill Murray's a very cynical weatherman. man. who predicts that you know Western Pennsylvania isn't going to get hit with this giant blizzard. And on Groundhog Day, he goes to Punxsutawney, where apparently he grew up. Yeah. And he fucking hates the town. He hates the people there. He's just a jerk-off. And um, he kind of gets forced into a time loop where he has to relive Groundhog Day every day. Yeah. And I think you're led to believe that he has to stay there until he gets the day right and he treats people correctly and stuff like that. But I thought this plot point this theory makes the movie, like, so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Because, I mean, it starts off like he's taken aback by the fact that he has to relive this day over and over. And then he realizes there's no consequences to anything he does, and he does whatever the fuck he wants. He robs people, he eats, binge eats, he does, like, has one-night stands, all this shit. And then he starts to realize he has feelings for... This lady, Rita, that he works with. Yeah. And he tries to win her over. And every advance he makes to her, she turns him down. At one point, he even tells her, like, I love you. And she's like, you don't even fucking know me. You know? Yeah. And then he falls into depression. And he's killing himself every way he possibly can. He thinks that the groundhog, uh, punks Tony Phil, is the cause of it. Drives <laughs> off of a cliff. With the fucking with and the, lets, ground lets the Groundhog Drive. Yeah, yeah. That's the famous uh... I actually have a little die cast model of that pickup truck at my house. This is how much I like this fucking stupid movie. But um and then he starts to realize like if I just fucking change my ways and I'm better towards people, maybe I'll get out of this. And then at the end of the movie he does everything right, he tells Rita Even if I wake up tomorrow and it's still Groundhog Day, it won't matter because I know that I was happy in this moment with you. And, like, he expresses his love for her and all this shit. And he wakes up the next day and it's fucking February 3rd and his life goes on. There's a theory, though. Now, in the beginning of the movie, he runs into a character named Ned Ryerson. Okay. Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head. You know, real pushy, obnoxious weasel of a fucking character who sells life insurance okay and he approaches him on the street and he lays it on really thick and bill mary being the cynical jerk off that he is is kind of like snubs him and uh, i think he calls him needlehead at one point or something like that <laughs> and uh he fucking gets away from him he doesn't buy any of the insurance and he steps into this puddle yeah and Ned irish says watch out for that first step it's a doozy And I think at that moment, the theory is is that when he steps in that puddle is when he steps into the time loop. Yeah. But they're saying that Ned Ryerson is kind of like the devil. Yeah. Because only at the end of the movie, when he buys every fucking life insurance policy from Ned Ryerson, when he gets the accidental death and dismemberment, when he buys the whole life, the term life, all that shit, and he signs a contract with Ned Ryerson, does he wake up and it's the next day. Oh, so this is. I thought that was a great fucking theory. I thought that was cool as shit.
0: Now I gotta watch it again.
1: Yeah, and Ned the whole part with Ned Ryerson is super fucking entertaining. <laughs> and there's like he runs into him over and over and again in the movie. At one point, he just walks up and he's like, "It's me, Ned Ryerson." He goes, "Ned Ryerson." He punches him right in the fucking face <laughs> and goes about his business. Yeah, man. So I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was like a cool little plot point that maybe Ned Ryerson, who you just kind of dismiss as this jerk off character in the movie actually has, like, a, a much more important role in the movie and how it pans out.
0: So, on a more modern, uh, <clears throat> when you think about the way, right now, Hollywood or the entertainment industry is fascinated with multiverses. Yeah. You got Marvel, they're doing their multiverse thing, and then even on a side note, like Spider-Man, which I will say, there's a Spider-Man with Miles Morales, that character, uh, yeah. young Hispanic kid, at first it was it was very it was cartoonish and I saw the the trailers and I was like, Oh, it's a cartoon, it's for kids. I'm not watching it.
1: They're actually pretty good.
0: Dude, I watched it with my kids and I was like, This is a good fucking story. Yeah. You know, it's a really, really it's kind of a deep and, and a little bit dark story. Uh and it's pretty fascinating and like even the action scenes are very vivid and uh, I loved there's this scene where they're in the uh Whatever world it is where all the Spider-Mans meet at, and it's it's kind of like, dude, as a dork, because secretly <clears throat> you and I are dorks, it's awesome seeing all these <coughs> thousands and thousands of different Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. And they're all drawn in the original way, like the original Spider-Man, Peter Parker... With that very uh, iconic nineteen forties, fifties-ish, like well, you know, 60s, comic seventies, yeah, 60s, yeah, seventies, okay, yeah, but the um, John
1: Romita kind of style, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You
0: you're you're a bigger dork than me, you know. I'm a huge dork, yeah. <laughs> but it's neat because uh, all of them are there, and you're seeing all these different versions. Right. So, so what I'm getting at is, is like even when I think about Groundhog's Day, and now p- implying the multiverse, uh. You think to yourself, these are different versions of his life right. that he has to like experience that one day for.
1: I was always intrigued by it. Just I'm the fascinated. idea of it. Like, so What I happens have... to the other characters the I, day I will, after? I know? will
0: take this on a on a dark thought for a moment here and deal with it for a second. <clears> but I, a real thing that I've often thought about in my personal life is that on October 12, 2010, I got clean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a real, and this is, this is fucking serious, man, is that uh, at that exact moment, I was contemplating killing myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I ran out of all my money and I ran out of anything I could liquidate and sell to get more drugs. And my mom was calling me to say like, Hey, you know, Are you okay? And that was the decision, the pinnacle decision where I decided like, okay, come get me and take me to Coatesville VA hospital. But now my life is this good. Look, you come Uh into my house, you see the house is beautiful. The children are beautiful. My wife, everybody's happy. This is like a fucking, it almost seems like a fantasy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. There are times when I sit around and think. Like, what went into this? Well, what if I'm still there and I'm dying? Mm -hmm. Like, what if, what if like, this isn't really my life? What if you are part of. Uh, some fantasy of mine, everybody around me is a part of some fantasy of mine because this is the way I wanted my life to really be. What if it didn't go this way? What if there's another part of the universe where it didn't get this nice, you know? And that kind of like hurts me to think about because more than anything, my wife and children, it's just like, dude, I can't be grateful enough for what I have. Like people, uh, you know, I go to job sites And I meet these miserable cunts, Mm -hmm. and they are, and they're all just big, giant monster men that are on steroids and shit, and they're, you know, and they'll say, like, hey, what's up with you? And I'm like, dude, I'm living the dream. They have no fucking clue.
1: Yeah, how bad it could be.
0: Dude, I am sincerely living the dream, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, like, fascinating, because, um, that movie Vanilla Sky that I mentioned, the guy was an ultra-wealthy person, uh that realizes at some point that he's in a dream and people are trying to get him to wake up but it's years into the future and all of his money that he used to have is gone you're going to be a poor person now you're gonna be a regular guy that has to go to work and he like he kind of like agrees like yeah wake me up i'd rather do that yeah so I always kind of like fantasize and think about like, and you and I have talked about this and with Shit Castle went through the same thing.
1: Well, Castle says all the time, I take my life as it is right now over anything else that I like pursued. Dude. A lot of people say that. A lot of people are just like, if I could just keep it simple. I, I listened to an interview with uh, the guitar player from Mastodon. Yeah. Who's like my favorite. These are like, this is my favorite band. Yeah. Hands down my favorite band of all time. Yeah. And they asked him, he was like, you know, what would you rather be doing? He was like, if I could, I'd still be framing houses. Yeah. You know, like, really? It's funny funny because
0: we work so hard for our our very, uh, I don't want to say menial existence or mediocre life because I don't think it's mediocre. It's rich in love and family. Yeah. You, your family, me and my family. There are times where I fantasize. Listen, I know some very wealthy people. I know people in this area that uh, admittedly could buy any fucking thing they wanted, like sincerely, Mm. like they're that fucking wealthy, you know, multi-millionaires, you know, Uh, seven or eight digits, you know, like, well, probably, probably eight digits at this point, (coughs) not quite nine yet, but, um, but this, this friend of mine, uh, admitted something to me the other day that he, he, he can't have children Mm. and dude, it broke my fucking heart because i know this guy and he's a really sincerely he's a good guy the outside world thinks of him uh, a particular kind of tough kind of way but uh i'm one of the few people that kind of gets under the skin and can talk to him on on a normal level and uh dude when he told me that it fucking broke my heart because like that's another one of those moments where i get to realize that like uh this that I have, it's like overwhelming to me. Yeah, you know? it's easy
1: to take for granted the things that you, you just come easy for you. Yeah, or that, not that this came easy for you, but I mean, like nah. the ability to have, like you know, like when they say, like you know, somebody can't have children. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one thing for a guy not to be able to have children. Yeah, it's a whole other thing for a woman who can't have children. I think like that's like, yeah, I but both. I mean, it's like there's a, there's a, uh, a level of that that's like. It's one thing to not want to. Yeah. It's a whole other thing to not be able to.
0: I think even yeah. for men, though. Oh yeah, I do. I'll but I, tell think you this. I think it's I
1: think it's very profound.
0: I think that when, when me and Gabby, uh, you know, for a while we we had a hard time. You know, yeah. things there were some issues, and and we were starting <sighs> to believe that maybe this this isn't in our cards. You, yeah, know? you enjoyed the work, of course. There you go. Yeah, it was fun practicing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but I remember thinking like. Maybe this is maybe I'm too old. Maybe I do too many drugs. I thought it was me. Uh, I yeah. thought it was me. Thought you know, you're shooting blanks. Yeah, I thought so. You know, and and you know, there was some health complications, but uh, obviously things worked out. We have two beautiful children that are very healthy, and um, but but I think I think people are on this earth. Uh, I think there's a part of you that wants to have children. <clears throat> I know gay couples. I have a friend uh, that just got married. It's you know she's a wonderful person. I would love to have her on the show. And they're talking about having children because I think in our soul, we want to have children. You want to have somebody go into the future with your ideas and thoughts and like a little piece of you. That's what we do this for. Is yeah. like,
1: well, I think once you have kids, like whatever your life was before, it kind of ends. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. Then, like this is your life now. Is your your kids. You know. Yeah. And I, I get that way sometimes. I'm like, uh, you know, it's not really about you all the time. Yeah. You know, it's it's about your kids. You know? Yeah. It's crazy.
0: I will even say that, uh, and we've mentioned this in the past, or at least I, I think I might have on Yardbird Tunas. I used to wonder, why am I podcasting? Why am I doing this? Why am I just openly sharing my thoughts that a fucking abstract?
1: Because you want to leave like something, It's it's something that when you're gone... Your kid's can go back and listen to it.
0: So, know? dude, that, that was a real thought. Yeah. I remember sitting in my car, and I remember thinking, like, well, even if, like, I fell off one of these cranes today, and, like, that was it, I'm done. Yeah. They can go back <clears throat> for the rest of their fucking lives, and they can hear every episode, and they can hear my cadence, and the way I talk, and shit I You the can almost have, like, a I little say.
1: conversation with them. Yeah. 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 you know? it's pretty cool. That's a good way of looking at it. Because, I mean, like, I think, like, even with my pop, like... You know, I think I might have like a VHS tape somewhere. Yeah, with them on it. That's it. Yeah. You know, I gave a whole box of pictures that I had of my family, uh, and mostly of my father and stuff like that. I gave them to my sister. Yeah. Years and years ago, because my sister always found a lot of meaning in that kind of stuff, um, and she, I think she always felt like she was getting like, like snubbed a little bit, like she wasn't getting enough of it. Oh. And um. Like, there was always this one picture of my father that was, like, a it's an old picture, but it's, like, painted over. Like, that was how they used to, like, touch photos up in, like, you know, like, the fucking 50s or whatever. Yeah. So, I've had this picture since I was a child. Everywhere I go, this picture goes with me. And my sister wanted the picture, and I just wasn't going to part with it. And then there was, like, a flight jacket from the Navy that he had that had, like, all these naval patches on it and stuff like that, that she wanted it. And nobody was willing to give it to her. And one day she took it. You yeah. Know? And, um... <laughs> and I, you know... She just stole
0: it. She did. And, you yeah. know, I
1: don't fucking blame her. Yeah. You know, it yeah. meant something to her. And it was like she couldn't get it. Yeah. So, years and years later, I had this whole box of just fucking 4 by 6 pictures, everything, from our entire lives. Yeah. From the time we were children and, like, before I was born, even. Yeah. Just all these pictures. Yeah. Family pictures that my father had. And I took them over to my sister's house, and we were like going through them, looking at them, you know, just, you know, doing remember when. And it just meant so much to her. Yeah. That I said, you know what, Michelle, you keep them. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, leave them here because I figured she would look at them a lot more than I ever would. Yeah. And it meant, and I felt like I was doing like a good deed for her. You yeah. know, like I felt like this is what you always wanted. You can have it.
0: And she was like, what the fuck? Now I got to store these things? <clears throat> well,. <laughs> I think she was She was like, are you serious? I can have them. You don't want
1: any of them? I said, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And now I don't really have any pictures of my father. My sister passed away when she was 47. Really? Kind of suddenly, and she had moved around a lot. Um,
0: Where are the photos?
1: Nobody knows. Really? So now they're gone. You know, oh, the photos the are gone. fuck, man? So that's just how it is. But I don't know. It just meant more to me to let her have them. Yeah. Than it was for me to hold on to them. But now I kind of wish I still had them, you know, because I have no like you're saying like you know you want to have like some kind of memento. Do you have the original or
0: picture? The, the the picture. Oh, you? I have
1: the picture of my father yeah. in the frame that you can never have. I still have that. But, I think um,
0: I think going through life, I've been thinking about um, a lot of this lately, you know, and and I'm not trying to take this episode on a morbid level, but I think that. Um, You know what's funny about the holidays for me? Thanksgiving and Christmas in particular is I could give a shit less about presents. It's really about spending time with my family and, like, my son keeps asking me, hey, can you come play with me? Because Genevieve doesn't want to play with him. Right. And, like, it's important for me to put my fucking phone down and go play with him. Yeah. Like, I need to do this and I want him to remember. Because I don't want this memory in his fucking head that, like, I asked you to come play with me and you never did. I don't want that right i could die on a fucking tower crane tomorrow yeah you know so like i don't want that in his head and um to me it's all about like uh it's just about showing him as much love as i can because at the end of the day all of this shit in here dude when i die this is all going to get sold off or given away or whatever thrown out fucking trash doesn't matter and there are a, a mountain of photos over there from when I served in the army and, and like my family. There's photos upstairs of my dad and everybody. And it will eventually disappear. Yep. After my children, it'll disappear because my grandchildren will just be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" They're not you even know,
1: know your, like I like I saw a thing the other day where like you probably don't even know your great grandfather's father's name. I don't.
0: I don't. You know. You know I don't. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I I sincerely don't. And to me therefore thinking about how insignificant my life really is and i don't mean that in a bad way but but the best thing that i could possibly do is just be a very positive uh impact on my children's lives that's all man that's Mm -hmm. all i really sincerely want to do if i can teach them good fucking morals then i think everything else will fall in place you need to know right from wrong Because even if you make a big mistake, like I did, I knew morals. My parents at least taught me morals. Right. So even in my addiction, I knew this is fucked up. I'm not supposed to be like this. Yeah. You know? My children are going to make mistakes. Your children are going to make mistakes. Yeah. But if they have morals, they know you're not supposed to They have like a baseline
1: to fucking correct it, at least.
0: That's it, man. Yep, we were supposed to talk about fan we theories. We did, dude. Man. We did talk about them. Is there any more that you really like, or uh,
1: we talk about them another time? I think we've been going for a good while.
0: Yeah, uh, like forty-eight minutes. We, oh, really? Got time to kill, man. You know. Unless well, I you're... think
1: we kind of took it in a direction we could probably end it right there. I thought it was kind of a strong episode. So
0: I think it's a great episode. Yeah, and I think good. that uh, I didn't say anything outlandishly ridiculous. We this didn't time. talk
1: about putting lollipops in strange parts of your body, so. <laughs> You know. you know
0: what though, man. On a personal level though, John, I love that you come down here. I was excited. I was, I was excited too. Yeah, you yeah, know, I get excited every fucking week. I, I I think sometimes maybe I don't express that to you that I enjoy this this thing that we do. You know? I think like this
1: is like how our friendship unfolds. Yeah, like yeah. it's like um, it's it's different. It's like it's we don't really like hang out. Yeah, you know, it's not like we a, should. Yeah, we, we always should. Talk about but we I mean, should. but like you know, we're busy. We both work a lot. I mean, we talk from time to time, like sure. well, we might have a phone call or whatever, but it's usually about this. It's usually about some kind of business venture or like things like uh, that. But I think like our the meat of our relationship happens here, you know? Yeah. So I think it's cool. It's like, you know, you're kind of like recording we, it, you know? We
0: publicly express how much we care yeah. about each other. Yeah, you're I'll, a good friend. I'll say this, John, uh, a friend of mine a very close friend of mine which i've always uh held him close to me because he said this thing to me one time back during my addiction um uh, i was in bad shape and I, my truck ran out of gas right in front of his fucking house mm-hmm. like directly in front of his house and like uh i was on my way to go buy a bunch of drugs up in kensington honestly and mm-hmm. and like he didn't know that but like i broke down so i kind of like run down his driveway and i'm like uh and he's a car guy so i know he's got a gas can and i said uh dude can I, can I just like borrow your gas can? And he's like, here. He hands me the gas can and there's already gas in it. And he's like, here, do me a favor. Just just go get yourself some fucking gas at the gas station down the street. But bring me the can back.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And he, and I said, oh, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. I'll, I'll fill it up and then I'll bring it back to you. And he's like, dude, I don't need you to fill up the fucking gas can. All I want is to be your friend. That's all I want. Right. You know? And I remember even in my most fucked up thinking, it was such a significant thing that he was saying to me that still to this day, we're very close friends still to this day. So it's important for me to occasionally like explain and express that like, dude, John, when you and I started this thing, I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know if it was going to make you and I closer as friends. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I have to be open minded enough to see what happens here, you know? And like, you are extremely close to me, more than you might realize. Oh, no, know? I, yeah, I do. And and uh, I value every relationship that I've developed over the years. And, and you know, I have my friends from all different uh, parts. You know, I have car guys. I have, you know, guys that want to do podcasts. I have my, my uh, <laughs> addict friends that are all in recovery. I have, you know, like everywhere, crane guys, every fucking thing, you know? And it's so important to occasionally just say, dude, you're a very close friend of mine. And I love you coming down here talking to me. I love that you're excited about it. Oh man. yeah, yeah. I'd you like know, it too. so I don't know, man. This is our endearing episode where yeah, we discuss. Man. Uh, I don't have to say dirty jokes right now. <laughs> I can I can actually be a, a decent guy sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
1: That nah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's it's getting near that time of the year, you know, Christmas time and shit. You know, maybe you're out and about, fucking shopping with your family or whatever, and you want to listen to something. Maybe put it on, and you don't have to feel like. Uh, like, we're going to say something crazy yeah. to turn your, like, you know.
0: This was, like, uh, mildly Delco offensive. <laughs> like, there's a lot of curse words we said, but nothing, like, absurdly hey, over the top. You got our
1: trademarks. I coughed a lot. And, uh, you know. Usually <laughs> I, you're, it, I yeah, eat a you ate a breakfast sandwich and, and the some cookies. The mic went out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, got it all on this one.
0: I can't have you thinking we're total professionals here, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not Preston and Steve or one of the big guys, you know. <laughs> this ain't the Howard Stern show. No, know? we did good. So, music, you ready for music? Yeah, man. All right, let's do this.
1: Thanks for listening to Renaissance Man Child. Renaissance Man Child is a Yardbird Tuna production. If you enjoyed the show please like follow and share any ideas or suggestions feel free to reach out to us on facebook or instagram
0: oh shit mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you talk good